She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files podcast. Season 3. Terminus. Part 2. Welcome back to our season wrap-up of X-Files Season 3. We left off talking about Syzygy, which was an episode that we both really liked, despite its weirdness. It was weird, but in a good way. Yeah, it was. And now we're at episode 14, which is grotesque. Yeah. It's also weird. I think my only thing, and again, we covered this in the episode, is just like they left the bodies there for a long time. And then like they were just, once you know there's a body in the clay, like, I don't know. They And Mulder kept going back to the crime scene. It was a little weird. But like, I did like his whole like, I'm in the head of a killer type deal. And yeah, to me, it seems more like a direct inspiration for Millennium than maybe Irresistible, which is the one that Chris Carter cites a lot as being his inspiration. So maybe just because it came first. That's when he started thinking about the whole serial killer stuff. Yeah, that's so, entirely possible. That's fair. There are, there are a couple of episodes this season that I think not that Chris Carter wrote all these. Right. But there are this one and Pusher because we're dealing like with the person and especially this one, because we are, we are kind of getting that, like, you know, that Will Graham action of like the mind of the killer kind of action, mm-hmm. especially in this one. And that is a thing in millennium, which will be on our Patreon. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I didn't really have a lot. I, well, I didn't really almost have anything for this. This one for me was very similar to revelations which was episode 11, and that I feel like it's missing something, but I cannot tell you what. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just something missing. I did actually rate them both a seven, but I did decide to move this one up to an eight mm-hmm. after a little bit of thought. So, but it, 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 again, it does feel there's something missing. Maybe not as much as what I think is missing from Revelations, I think. Yeah. But it does feel like. No, I bumped it up to a seven, but for the same reason, I, I do feel like maybe there's still something. Like it's not quite an eight, there's still something. That it could have. I don't know what it is, like you, but it just, yeah. Yeah. So then we leave Grotesque and the gargoyles. I guess maybe I would like to have seen a gargoyle. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we get we get lots of pictures of gargoyles, and we do get a little bit of effect of red, basically, turning into a gargoyle towards the end, right? We do see some parts where he's starting to gargoyle out. But we never actually get to see a full-on gargoyle. And so mm-hmm. maybe I would have liked to have seen that. If only in like a vision. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not get, in reality. I mean, I guess like... in a way we did get a full gargoyle when it's attacking Mulder. And about like the two-thirds through the episode, Mulder gets attacked, mm-hmm. right? And gets knocked over that railing and lands in like all the garbage and stuff. But it's so quick and it's dark, you never get like a good look at the gargoyle right you have, like if you freeze frame it you're like oh gargoyle cool but we never get like a full-on like gargoyle and like i said even if it would maybe just be like in someone's vision like a fever dream or something i would have liked to have seen a gargoyle yeah yeah i don't know sometimes i just want to see it if you're doing gargoyles let me see a gargoyle show us your monsters X-Files. Yeah. although only if you're although, gonna do it well because i mean mm. yeah but then we complain about that and yeah we complain so. about it anyway so <laughs> can't really win but you know no, you can't win with us please meet our impossible standards thank you that's right <laughs> what 
20 years later. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so then we have our second two-parter of the season. Yeah. Hypermaru and Apocrypha. Which directly takes off from Blessing Way and Paperclip, which was nice. I like that they directly relate to the that tape. I thought that was good. Yeah. That they didn't just lose that. And also Crycheck is entombed. Yay. <laughs> he's buried alive. Sucks for him. I don't think he's gonna stay that way. No, he's not. Whoops, spoiler. <laughs> so the only thing I have for this, really. And again, I think this is something I mentioned. I'm not sure that I'm down with sentient petroleum products when we already have clones and shapeshifters. I, I'm not sure that we need. We talked about why this works better than a shapeshifter, right? Mm-hmm. Especially because thanks to that book that I've been reading, I know who gets sucked up by black oil later. And so some of them are people that we definitely don't want to die. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, it's just, I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm down with it when we already have all this other stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll go deep into that next season so we can talk about it a lot. Yeah. I also thought they apparently change how the black oil works or what it's supposed to be doing too. I mean, they they Mm -hmm. do that with everything. Yeah. Cause you got to work it out. Right. We've kind of changed how the clones work. We've kind of changed how the shape tiffers work. Funnily enough, as I was listening to our old terminus from last season. I mentioned that in my rewrite for calling an end game that we would need to do a little retconning of the Erlenmeyer flask to make some of this work. And then I jokingly said like, who knows? We'll probably have to retcon calling an end game next season. And mm. kind of, I mean, yeah, kind mm-hmm. of, we're not going to, but I mean, to make everything flow, you kind of need to because of the way clones and shapeshifters work. Yeah, so. and they're going to, like you said, they're going to retcon the black oil a little bit and change how that works next season. So, yeah. yeah. Again, it, it's TV. You got to adjust, right? You can't have, if it does this one thing, but then it you need it to do something else. You got to be flexible, I guess. Yeah. So then we finish out those two episodes, episodes 15 and 16, and then we come into Pusher. Pusher. Episode 17. Yeah, this episode, a lot of people were telling me that they have a really strong memory of that scene where he's in the back of the car going like cerulean blue, like a summer breeze, like that whole scene. So I think that's funny that that stuck with a lot of people. And I also just I want to know why Skinner was immune to Modell's crap. Like I he's Skinner. I know that's it's why. great. I just I would. Love it's not because he's red, green, colorblind. He's maybe he maybe he's cerulean colorblind. <laughs> I wonder if it's maybe related to the fact that his wife is a succubus. Maybe he maybe. has some level of protection. Maybe he has some level of protection. <laughs> right. We're getting a little ahead um, of ourselves. Yeah, we are. One, but I just, so. you know, got to bring that up. Anyway, but yeah, that's it. That's all I have for this one. Yeah. I mean, my, I, I said it. I was like, you know what? Make the episode not boring and stupid and then make the antagonist not boring and stupid. And maybe I would like this episode better because he is. <laughs> he's boring and he's kind of stupid. We talked about like, why would you use your power to do what he's doing? I mean, we did talk about that a lot when you could definitely do so many other things and then go get your cancer cured, get your tumor yeah. pulled out or at least yeah. get yourself try. set up and then and then live. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Some people are just defeatists, I guess. Some people are just boring. And stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Anyway. Then we have Teso Dos Bichos. Yes, we do. 18. 
Yeah. And this isn't the only one that I have a bit of a regret for this oh, season. All right. This is, this is what we've all been waiting so, for, folks. After <laughs> this, you can stop listening, apparently. Yeah, so we're this good. This is it. All right. That's all I got. I tried to rewrite the walk. Didn't happen. I like most of the other episodes fine. So I didn't really need to. And then this one in the episode when we talked about it, Nick had mentioned that it might have been cool if Mona mm-hmm. were the one possessed by the Amaru. And I was like, that's a pretty good idea. But then I thought about this. And so this is how I would do it if I could change it. So in the cold open, we have that professor who's being like the colonist jerk. Who's like, I'm Mm going to take your special sacred thing and I'm going to take it with me. And then he's attacked. So I say, have him attacked. We have Lord Carnarvon. He's Lord Carnarvon. Sorry, we just recorded an episode about the mummy for our Patreon. And he's Lord Carnarvon. Yeah, I mean, more or less. But then, okay, so you have him attacked, and we see the jaguar shadow, and we hear him scream. But, you know, skip the whole blood spatter thing. Like, we just later, we'll we'll explain that he went missing, right? So he went missing. Okay. Okay. And then when Mona is alone in the museum, she hears a noise. And, I mean, you don't have to do the rats crawling out of the toilet thing. If you really want to, okay, we can squeeze that in. I don't know. And then we have her leave the bathroom, and the dog has hung back because the dog is smart. And then mm-hmm. she runs into that professor. Roosevelt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she runs into Professor Roosevelt and his eyes are strange. Like they're kind of weird and like he's acting really weird. And he cat just says, like maybe, yeah, maybe cat like. And he's just like, put it back. And Mona's like, what? And it's just, you know, put it back. And then Mona's not killed because she's a woman. And so the Amaru does not kill her. And the professor leaves. He does attack Biko and Mulder and Scully arrive at the last minute and they see him attack the other guy. And then after he kills the other guy, something happens and like he shifts, his eyes go back to normal and he collapses and he wakes up and he's confused and disoriented. Mm. And so, and then Mona has the artifact returned. So you're not going to kill him? No, I'm not going to kill him, but like he, I mean... He could die later. Maybe he's weakened by this process. And oh, then maybe he would die when it leaves, right? So almost like it was like yeah. that was what was keeping him. Yeah, alive. maybe. Or he could. Yeah, he could be dead. He could be disoriented and then just die after he's like, "What happened? Where am I?" And then die. He doesn't need to live because I don't care about his character in any way. Yeah, well, that's what but, I thought. Also, X Files has a very explicit thing where if you do something bad, we need to make sure that you pay for it. Like we have had people who. In our way of thinking, like, but did they really do anything? And they and they have to be punished, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have to punish. And so I think this guy would have to be punished if we were doing, like, a... I'm sure if you submitted this to Chris Carter, they would do their little trigger. They're like, oh, what if he died at the end? Because he was Yeah, and that's fine. So, I'm not yeah. against him dying at the end. But I think that would be an interesting way to do it. Because then we know how the Amaru got to the U.S. And also, like, he's been missing. And then he comes back and he's been possessed So he's been it. he's been kind of black-oiled by an Amaru. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and, and if anything else, it's better than random street cats. I'm just saying anything would have been better than that. What were you guys thinking? Where did that come into the script? Somebody give me all versions so I can go through all like 26 of them or whatever there were and, and she figure also out where things went wrong. And I do want that salmon shirt, the second salmon shirt. So if someone has one. Hit me up. I've, I'm, I've almost got an idea for a second salmon shirt. <laughs> almost got it i'm still playing with it in my head so but i want the original i want the one i know came. but i'm just saying i'm i'm working on a second <laughs> salmon shirt so i've got the visual i just need to figure out how to make it pop 
Mm. So it, it, nice. it works in my brain. I'm trying to make sure that it works on a piece of fabric. So anyway, if we could have like plastic clear t-shirts like in Blade <laughs> Runner, then it would work a little bit better because it would, it, would, it, it, like it needs that light to make it. Yeah. Work. So gotcha. I have to work it to make sure that it works on the fabric. So yeah, but I have an idea. So I thought you were going to, you, you all, like, in a way, maybe you are, in a way. I mean, it's kind of, it sounds more like a direct possession kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to go with, it attacks him, and we don't see him, and he was going to be like a werecat. Like he was gonna oh, be, that would be cool, too. Yeah, yeah so that was cool. We were going to go full, like, Lon Chaney Jr. action, and he was going to come back, and then, you know, he would turn into a jaguar man or something. So, anyway, uh, he's kind of old, though. but yeah. yeah. If he gets younger as he, I don't know. Now I'm making it way more complicated than it needs to be. Okay. So what I had was just like, if you're going to do cat people, like then go full Darren Morgan and like do cat people. Right. Cause they name checked the cat people guy in the episode. Right. Cause the other guy at the museum is named after the guy who directed and did the cat people movies, that kind of thing. So, and leopard man. So I was like, just go full Darren Morgan and just go cat people, like make it cat people. So <laughs> they didn't we did not. you brought this up at the very end of the episode and it hadn't occurred to me and then i was like yeah like why the big delay in time between the death of roosevelt in situ and then the deaths in boston because like we kind of discussed like well how, if they killed roosevelt why did they then why did it go and we're like well maybe they'd already packed it up right it was already like in the process although then why couldn't the other guy have stopped it from happening but you know yeah like, i don't know was that was on the plane like they, they yeah. were really like nope 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 and like had it on the plane or it was already on the truck going to the airport or whatever right but then like there's a big delay in roosevelt's death in situ and then it's been in boston for a while before people start dying mm-hmm. like what's what why couldn't you have like been killing like the pilot or the truck driver driving it to the air like why wouldn't you be taking out people left and right you just waited until you got to where you were going and then like, oh, now I got to start killing people again. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because they didn't like you unpack just killed... it till later. Yeah, but it yeah, seems like you would just killed everybody trying to make you leave, right? Like you kill Roosevelt because he's like, no, we're going to take it. So you kill him. And like the dudes are packing it up. So boom, they're going to die. Like the truck is going to crash. Like the airplane is going to, cr- you know, all these different people. It seems like you'd just be killing people left and right to not leave Ecuador. But that wouldn't be a very good episode because yeah, because then... don't have jurisdiction <laughs> in Ecuador. So. No, so I mean, I get getting it to the U.S., but still, yeah, it's a weird gap for sure. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. I do like the Mona possession because we get the like we get the female female thing right. Like, yeah, that works it's a, too. It's I a think female, that's another. It's good a female way to shaman, it, yeah. and then Mona, but yours also was Mona Mona then takes charge in that one instead of dying and mm-hmm. so that also is kind of good so yeah but I mean literally anything would have been better what is what, what oh I mean here? I'm not gonna I'm, it, the, despite the fact that I forgot all about white and the cat in Syzygy like I'm not gonna complain about cats being in an episode because we had the cat in grotesque too, the black cat, which we're pretty sure is actually yeah. we talked about that. We think that was actually the same cat that was in Fresh Bones. I think so. Yeah, pretty he's, sure. I'm pretty he's sure he's a pretty boy. I would love yeah. to just hug that cat. Um, so lots of cats this season. Yeah, wow. it's true. Yeah, 
and a couple of dead dogs. So three, <laughs> I guess three dead dogs, right? Is that right? Is that correct? Three dead dogs? Yeah. We had, we, so. had the, we had the we had the old dead dog in Syzygy. And then sadly, Mona's dog dies in Tesodos Bichos, right? Didn't have to do that. We talked about that. And then, and then we're, we're going to get another one in a little bit. Yeah. So, eh. oh, well. Episode 19, Hell Money. Yeah. So the one thing, just when I was re-listening to our episode, I just noticed you were really hung up on this idea that they didn't get the Chinese right. And I don't I don't think that's true. Just because they did hire that person to come in and make sure they were pronouncing the Cantonese correctly. So I think they must have gotten it correct. I think our understanding of like what they're calling at the end and all that stuff is probably just because we don't speak Chinese in any way. And so I think that's just... But I mean, they've gotten the French correct every single time. Like they've gotten the Japanese correct. I can't imagine they wouldn't. They would go as far as to hire like a language coach to make sure that people are speaking it correctly and then not yeah, do it right. I do. I do wonder though how much of that was also because Lucy Liu did speak Chinese, but not that dialect, mm-hmm. and so she was aware she would not be speaking it correct. And I wonder if that had it. And also the other. The other guy was Japanese. Japanese. He would have spoke Japanese and be like, I can't speak this. So I wonder how much of that played a role too, or, or if it had just been, I mean, and also they are having full conversations. They're not yes. just saying like, whoa. So. Yeah. And I'm guessing know. they had someone look over the script and I'm, I'm, I'm sure like Chris Carter, and all these guys don't speak French and Japanese and German and Russian. Yeah. And, and like I said, and there was, and there was Chinese the thing where they, and sometimes we would get, subtitles sometimes we wouldn't and then also we were using a transcript that is not an official transcript and is probably not written by someone who speaks chinese well i think Um, someone yeah anyway yeah yeah. so but i I do think that they i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume they did not just mess up the language because they haven't done that before i I, I mean full yeah i i will latch on to something and yeah that's okay and then also like my friend pointed out that those masks are not necessarily kabuki masks they are like chinese theater masks which appear in the anime fushigi yugi which she and i are both very big fans of and i forgot about that so they they do kind of look like those chinese theater masks okay well like i said the chinese ones and japanese ones are very close and so yeah they are very i I hope i had hoped that i had expressed that i wasn't sure oh you did you expressed you were sure from what i I just from what i was able to see it seemed like the Chinese ones were usually a little more intricate with right. their designs. And those seemed to be more simplified. So, yeah. yeah. She just pointed out, that looks like the one from Fushigi Yugi. And I was like, oh, it does. Hey, which we were both very which into in the early 2000s. would be more simplified. So yes. Yeah. Out. But yeah, because. It would be yeah. more simplified. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, that was my, that was what I thought. I don't know. So. When I saw them, the first thing I thought was was that those were kabuki masks, and then so I decided to look on it. And obviously, I can't see all of them, and I'm not a historian, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not either. (laughs) Yeah. So the only thing I have on Hell Money is just again, it's 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 almost like too shy for me, where it seemed like this was way more work than it needed to be to get what you were (laughs) trying to get. They have the ability to make the winners disappear. So why even bother with the whole lottery system? Like just kidnap people. 
like I know that they need to have the medical workup information first, right? They want that because they 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 obviously are not just stealing organs randomly. They are making sure they get the ones they want or that are needed. Mm-hmm. But you could have moles in those companies who then give you information. And also, here's even a more super crazy, subtle way to do this, which I think is even more devious than what they did. You do like, you need to sign up and become an organ donor and like support all these, like become a donor drives and give incentives mm-hmm. to the immigrants to do the workups, like at no cost. And then you also have like some publicity of like, We've saved so many people by trans. You have like it's kind of like the whole like where the doctor says like he won the lottery, right? And we're like, did he? Or is that just like a story that they tell? Right. Yeah. You have some you have some feel good stories of people who actually did get transplants and whose lives were saved because then that brings in more people willing to do the transplant stuff, and then you can go through. And the more people you have it, if a few people here and there disappear. Who's going to notice? Yeah, that's true an immigrant too. population. Mm-hmm. So also I came up with this weird, weird theory in my head, which is very macabre and not really how things work in the real life. But I had the analogy of like, what if in order to get breast implants, you actually had to use breast tissue transfers from people? You couldn't use like the silicone thing. It had to be like actually tissues from other people, kind of like with like the lip injections. They take like the fat from your butt and stick it in your lips. Kind of. I don't know. Anyway, but like it had to actually be tissue, right? You couldn't have like a fake breast implant. It had to be like real tissue. So you had to get transfers from people and that the whole pink ribbon thing with cancer awareness was actually a front to find matching tissues for celebrities. Oh, well, I mean, the Susan G. Komen Foundation, I think, is actually really corrupt. So you can. Read oh, yeah. That no, no. It was. It, but... That's what made me think that was I yeah. was, went off of that. Of like, what? The Not movie? in that particular yeah. way, but yeah. But that is that is sinister. Yeah, that would have been worse than the lottery. The lottery thing was sinister still because it was playing on people's hopes. But yeah. Yeah. And again, it could be the same thing with too shy. Right. We talked about that. Like he does a lot more work than he needs to to get what he's getting. But is he also like getting off on bringing up people's hopes and then dashing them? Is this kind of the same thing? Like, cause it does seem like way more work than you need to do for this. You do um, get bonus money, though, because people are paying <laughs> Yeah, I, guess, I mean, yeah, I guess. Although if you're selling organs, I guess you also probably get that's a lot probably of money yeah, that. that probably dwarfs what you're getting from the lotteries, I imagine. Because obviously these are people who are like in dire straits; they're not going to be paying top dollar to get in on this lottery. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but no, I, the the more sinister of like like be an organ donor kind of thing would be a way. Yeah, that would be way because more then sinister, you would get yeah. people to go in and do those. And you wouldn't have to do the whole thing of like, well, and then they called the doctor and the doctor was like, oh, that person left. It would be like, OK, well, we've got all these people like the whole, you know, the community is you got you basically got a whole city or a whole section of a city of people just to pick and choose because you're getting all these people to sign up for organ donors. Right. Yeah. Right, episode 20. Jose Chung's from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you guys know, I love this episode, so I don't really have anything. Although one thing I did forget to say in the episode, when we had talked about Clyde Bruckman and how the stupendous Yappy was coming back, mm-hmm. I could not remember how that worked or like 
I couldn't really remember even how Jose Chung's worked. So I couldn't, I knew Alex Trebek was in it, but I couldn't remember a lot about how the plot went. I think having him be the host of the alien autopsy video or the fake alien autopsy video was genius. Like it's just a really good choice. And I just really appreciate that. And I forgot to say that in the episode, I think that was a great use of him. So it worked for me. I mean, it was a surprise. Yeah. Cause I know you had did, you did say that he came back later. But I don't think we mentioned when he came back. Yeah, I don't know if we did or not, but yeah. So you don't have a lot to say. I have a page. Oh, dear. (laughs) So a couple of things were just things that I, in the episode, we were talking about the names of the characters and how they were, you know, we talked a lot about with me and Darren Morgan. And we know all about my Darren Morgan stuff and you know, making all the references, that kind of stuff. We talked about the names of Schaefer and Valley. And I knew that Jack Schaefer and Robert Valley were takes on Jacques Valley and an author whose name was Schaefer. And I couldn't remember what his name was. And I knew that Jack was obviously a name swap from Jacques. And so I don't know why I didn't go the same direction because it was Robert Schaefer. So basically they just flipped it, right? Because it's Jacques Valley and Robert Schaefer. And then the characters' names are jack schaefer and robert Velli. so he just swapped them mm-hmm. and so i don't know why in the episode i didn't realize that it was robert schaefer i did say i thought it was robert schaefer but i wasn't sure so again it's like a little correction and also me of not just why didn't i make that connection that was weird also in the episode i name check philip j class jacques Valli, and robert schaefer but when we were talking i had said philip j class and then I said Philip J. Heineck oh. instead of J. Allen Heineck because oh. I was just I was just running with it. Right, and you were ne- just yeah, yeah. And, and neither of us caught it. I didn't catch it. You didn't catch it. Just because sometimes we do, usually we're pretty good about when we say the wrong names like Mulder and Scully, Molly and Scolder, like all that kind of stuff. Right, mistakenly saying he instead of her. We do that all the time when we're talking. Usually we're pretty good about catching each other about that. Neither of us caught that. So. In the episode, I'm naming all the people, and I say, like, Philip J. Class and Jacques Vallée and Robert Schaefer, but I only say Heineck, and the reason why is because... You had to cut, cut out where I you cut messed it, up. And I didn't have another... <laughs> a lot of times when we do when we do something like that, if we, if we do miss it, usually we have said the names enough that I can just cut and paste and make it flow, right? You know, you got to get the intonation right and that kind of stuff. I had not said his name anywhere else, so there was nothing else to choose from, so I just had to cut the philip j because his name is j allen heineck not philip j heineck so mm. yeah so if you're wondering why he only gets the last name checked it's because i messed up when i was talking because i was just going with the flow so i cut out the incorrect part not to make this a total patreon centric episode but as we'll mention something in our patreon we didn't mention this episode the cover of jose chung's from outer space book is a parody of the 1987 book communion by whitley streber Mm-hmm. which I intentionally did not mention because I felt like I had been going on and on about Darren Morgan and his references. So I just like, let it go. We do mention it when we discuss communion. We, yes. we do the movie communion in our Patreon. So that, that comes up in that. It does come up. And I also talk about like parodies and the psych episode dual spire. So if you want to hear about that, you should check out that episode on yeah. our Patreon. I also mentioned the fact that I'm pretty sure that the whole non-fiction science fiction thing that Jose Chung talks about is actually just a big Streber riff and that Jose Chung's character is kind of a parody of Whitley Streber 
as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or at least references him a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then also something else that's going to be in the Patreon episode. I did not realize until I was editing it because in between recording it and editing it, we recorded something for the Patreon. I did not realize how almost verbatim Chrissy's hypnotherapy session was the account given by Betty Hill. I know uh-huh. we had mentioned that he like used Betty Hill and all that kind of stuff a lot, but I did not realize how almost verbatim it was from her account. Yeah, so. it is really similar. And I obviously knew the Betty and Barney Hill story from when I was a kid and I had read about it a lot, but it had been a long time. So I didn't put the pieces together and I didn't realize just how much of her story really is. <laughs> Yeah. It comes well, because, exactly from well, because, what Betty Hill says. Well, I mean, that, kind of, that, ha- yeah. that, ha- that, that has become the narrative, just all those, all those oh, yeah. beats, right? But I did not realize, like, the actual, like, wording was, like, almost, like, verbatim of what mm-hmm. the Betty Hill thing was. Yeah. So, After um, we watched the UFO incident, which you can hear about on our Patreon. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. We just, we have so much stuff on there. We're working so hard on it. So we, it's going to come up because we just watch all the stuff and it relates. It is X-Files adjacent for a reason. Funnily enough, I think all the, the X-File adjacent stuff is actually helping us with our X-File stuff, honestly. It is because it's providing greater context. It's Yeah, we're getting, we're getting context that we weren't getting before because we're seeing other things. So... Yeah, but after we talked about that, I did listen to like the Strange Arrivals podcast and I actually heard the audio of them, you know, some of the audio clips of their hypnosis sessions and stuff too, which yeah, I hadn't, I think I had heard parts of it years and years ago, but it had just been a very long time. That story was not fresh in my mind. And that is a really good, even if you don't want to subscribe to our Patreon and listen to us talk about the UFO incident or communion or any of the other stuff we talk about on there, again, two episodes a week why aren't you doing it but if you don't go to youtube look up the ufo incident and watch the tv movie with james Earl jones as barney hill and i actually forget the name of the actress who plays betty hill mm-hmm. it's really it's, good it's, though. it's i was not i didn't have high expectations even though i am a tv movie guy it's really good the performances are really really good in that movie special effects eh, 1975 tv right but the movie itself is actually really good i was really impressed with it so mm-hmm. yeah and then because Darren Morgan. So this, I, I will admit, this is probably his best script so far, Jose Chung, mm-hmm. which makes sense because you hope you get better as you go, right? That everything you do is getting better. I do think that maybe it was because he found a way to do what he was doing all the time and it actually helped it a little bit, which maybe is one reason why he had trouble continuing because that, that puts a limit on his work. If he's, if, if like, not saying it's bad that you can only do one type of thing because if you do it really well, then that's awesome. But if, if you are, if you do have that limitation, that, that is literally a limitation, right? So the whole, you know, doing a whole series may be an issue. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still, I don't know. I still have my, I did my thing with Darren Morgan. I will admit, I think part of my thing with Darren Morgan is that he does do kind of what I do a little bit like he I think I think his brain works the same way my brain works and I realize that and I maybe maybe wrongly I tend to pull that back because I realize that can be really irritating and maybe he doesn't I don't know so but yeah yeah. that's funny because like I feel like I really vibe with him in terms of like 
the tone of stories he wants to tell and the way he wants to talk about like really dark things, but he also just loves making jokes and like referencing stuff and that kind of thing. And like, so I vibe with him on that level, but like, maybe your brain does work that way where you're just like, Oh yeah, I want to do this. But then like, you know, you just beat yourself up for it and not beat yourself up. That's dramatic. But like, you know what I mean? Like you're, it's when you see something in someone else and you're like, man, Hope I'm not that annoying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes when, when you really dislike someone, it's usually because they're kind of like you and you realize what's going on. You're like, it's the things that you dislike about yourself is what you dislike about them. So, yeah. 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 No, full. Yeah. Full disclosure. Uh, and then going to the, like, this is boom. This is the episode that Tori gave a 10 to. It blowing did. everybody's mind. Boom. She threw down the big 10. I mentioned that I was going to go back and reconsider Eve. Oh I yes, Eve is probably my favorite. And I was like, why didn't I not give Eve a 10? Like, oh, was, yeah, just, yeah. was it just because I was like, nothing can get a 10. Nothing can be perfect. So I went back. I cannot give Eve a 10. Oh, no. And the, re- and the reason why I cannot give Eve a 10 is just because of the weak use of deep throat for exposition. We talked about that. In the episode. Oh, we did. That we, we did could have, there was, that. there was better ways to do it. That would have actually been way more interesting using actual, Eve to tell the story right because then you got the proof on the wall she could tell the story you could have just you know we assume it's deep throat but Mulder gets to know it's like go here you know that kind of thing and then they go there and then they get the story from her we did not need to have deep throat in the actual episode and so mm-hmm. it, it seemed like they were just using him because like they couldn't figure out how to do it like we need exposition we don't know how have deep throat show up on the west coast <laughs> for some reason and just talk to Mulder and then leave so my rewrite is a solid 10, but the episode itself <laughs> is not a 10. Okay. So, yeah. So then we come to, honestly, I think this, this might be my favorite, even though it's not my highest rated episode, this might be my favorite <laughs> episode of season three. And just because, because Succubus, I can't, episode 21, Avatar, Succubus. Yeah. We I should mean, rename think... it Succubus is what we should rename it. Episode 21, Succubus. <laughs> so, Yeah, and I think your explanation for his wife being a succubus works perfectly. Honestly, that's now my fanon. That's what I believe. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's more than fanon. I think it's canon is what we're going to I mean, with. you can make yeah. the argument for sure. It's, yeah. it's in there. Like I said, nothing in the episode has to change for that to be true. No, and you Boom. even see her on the sidewalk in the same jacket as the old woman and then turns and becomes Skinner's wife. So like that works perfectly. And it makes the episode make sense. It's like, well, then why do we have this in here? Oh, we have this in here because it explains everything. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise there's some questions. Otherwise there are, there are still some questions like why that guy was in the bathroom and she didn't see him until Uh, Scully came in. That's, but I mean, it's, it's a fun episode. It was, it was good. I bumped it a point too, because I definitely felt like maybe I lowballed it a little and it was, it was entertaining. So, Hey, yeah. the succubus sucked you in. And I, you know, yeah. I like Skinner. I'm always happy to see more of Mitch Pelegi on my screen. So mm-hmm, me too. Maybe without <laughs> a blonde woman covering that sexy, sexy chest. Um, <laughs> I'm not into his chest as much, but I just, I think he's <laughs> such a good actor and he's so compelling and he's just really good at being, He is the friend that I feel like I probably am where like, I'm the person in the group who's kind of cranky and, you know, wants things to go a certain way and doesn't understand why everyone has to go off the rails all the time. But then I also 
I'll help them go off the rails too. So I can't really complain mm. that much. I wonder who I am in the X Files. Mm. I don't know. Mm, probably someone who. To be honest, I'm probably like Agent Pendrel, who's just doing like <laughs> nonsense and then wishing I could be part of the main group. But you know, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm probably like Elder Number Two, who are not even sure who that one is or something. <laughs> So he's one of those dudes in the background <laughs> that randomly says a word or something. Yeah, anyway. And that's probably making me way higher too. Oh, you're an elder. Okay, yeah, fine. No, you're like, yeah. You're the guy who like is wanding people at the FBI, is what you're anyway. And it's a very important job unless someone comes up to you with a badge that says visitor vip pass or whatever yeah i think it just said i think it just said pass it just said pass yeah Yeah, it was just a post-it note or it wasn't a post-it it it looked like a post-it note but it was just like a it was just a file card folded the hook on his pocket yeah boring and stupid boring and stupid anyway (laughs) yeah so yeah avatar i think is yeah my my yeah it's just it's 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 fun i like it it's yeah and, and it's a good like i said it's a very good episode for doing that thing that procedurals tend to do where it's like we're gonna give you more about this dude about this character yeah. this so is you the understand like why they yeah. do the thing they do right it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a total skinner episode but they've got to make it have an x-file around it for some reason although as we said it's also kind of a secret myth arc episode so yeah suck you yeah it's got a lot going on actually like it really does have more going on than you would think yeah episode 22 quagmire yeah speaking of fun episodes this episode is so fun for me i love like them going out and just chasing a like monster to me that's super fun i really really loved like all the characters i love the idea of it i just think it's such it's a weird thing and i think it's cool that they did a lake monster episode when I was listening to our episode, there was one thing where you you said something about like Mulder, like why does he assume it's a he? But like then when we aired the episode, you made that really cool graphic where you use the sign, uh-huh. and the sign calls Big Blue a he. Oh, and so I think that's why Mulder is assuming it's a he because I think you're right. I would assume it was also a the patriarchy, but yeah, yeah. I mean that's true too. But like yeah, I mean I would also assume it was a because why do they assume it's a he? Like you can yeah. just keep asking that question, so yeah, you can. I mean your question is not invalid, but I think that's why Mulder <laughs> was calling him a he because the sign does, and probably oh, all okay. the the local lore probably calls Big Blue a he. So yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, I would automatically assume it would be a a female because yeah. if you want to have a continuing population you would need at least a female in there somewhere mm-hmm. so yeah and also uh, that may also just be like nessie right because nessie is a is a female type name and so nessie is like the big lake monster you think of and so that may be part of it too me just assigning gender to that based on the name that is used as a shorty Tahoe yeah Tessie, is that what it is Tahoe Tessie, yeah also yeah and so again name, so yeah champ for Ch- like champlain that could be that's probably Male that could be a dude that could be a dude. yeah yeah but anyway i still need i need to go find out what that iceland one is because i had not heard of that one before i don't know what that one is called anyway so regrets i have a few but in regards to this the only thing i regret doing is not having us go roswell at the end of the episode because <laughs> just, i just i don't know we did it in the episode and i just felt like that needed to be something that we did at the very end too because like yeah <laughs> Blaine just lives on in our hearts. So. He does. I love Blaine. <laughs> oh. 
I can't suppress the truth. Roswell, <laughs> Roswell. So, yeah. Neither of us were happy with Queequeg dying. No, no, that was sad. So, and we talked a lot about that. And we yeah, talked about that. I, so my big things for this are aside from, and this has nothing to do with the, the Roswell is my big one, right? And that has nothing to do with the episode. That's just me editing. I should have put Roswell at the end of the episode because like that. It might even surpass you saw Venus. I don't know. <laughs> but it didn't, it can't because I didn't do it. So, and I'm not going to go and fix it because we need to, you need to have some regrets to keep you humble. Anyway, so <laughs> I don't think they should have killed Queequeg, and I don't think they should have showed the plesiosaur at the end, right? Yeah. Those are the things that we both agree on. As far as Queequeg goes, so everything happens as it does in the episode. Scully is walking him. The leash retracts, but instead of the collar, we just get the frayed line, like something bit through it, which would honestly oh. would make more sense, too, because, like, are you going to bite the dog, but then leave the how does that work like just the collar comes off it's weird anyway i don't want to think about how that would work because that's gross and i don't want to talk about it anyway and then when Mulder is off in the woods we hear a bark and Mulder turns and then he sees the alligator and then pow 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 and the alligator's dead and then queequeg is on top of the dead alligator's head and is barking at Mulder. oh that would have been so much better and then he's not dead. He is the hero. And then she can give him to her mom. There we go. And then yeah. They, and, then, and then they have to worry about writing the dog into the show. Boom. Yeah. Taking care of. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think that might be, it's not as nice as the succubus because we see what happens on the screen. But this can, this can live in our hearts and our minds of what yeah. really happened. So. Although then the next episode, they're at Scully's mom's and, you know, you would, you, I guess you wouldn't need to have the dog there. You can just no, well, she doesn't do it then. Stairs. I mean, like at some point in the future, we learn that she gave the dog to her mom. Oh, okay. That happened at that episode. Just then, you want to get rid of the dog at some point. We bring just it have up her mention off, that she yeah gave it off to screen her mom, that yeah. like you know Mulder shows up at Scully's door like wet and in search of comfort, and he's like, "Where's Queequeg?" And she's like, "Oh, I gave him to my mom, so I'm all alone." And then you know, there you go. Girls <laughs> are happy. So anyway, uh, yeah give everybody a little bit of something so anyway yeah, um and then good. as far as far as the plesiosaur goes maybe just show some bubbles in the water or like a wave moving out towards the center of the lake at the end like you don't need to sh- or or just show nothing like yeah. ambiguity is always your best friend right mysteries are interesting because they are mysteries when you answer them it becomes boring so keep it not mysterious. always but yeah 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 it definitely helps. Well, if the answer is boring, then it's boring. That's if true. If the answer is cool, then the answer is cool. Right. But <laughs> yeah, this answer was not cool. So yeah. No, yeah. just like, yeah, either nothing or just like a, whoa, is that just a wave? Is that just the wind or there something under the water? We did put a pin in this last episode. This episode is super endemic of the Mulder and Scully arrive. And the death count just skyrockets. It's true. Especially because if we are, well, I guess we, well, we don't know who's doing the actual killing because we do see, since they show us the lake monster at the end, is it always the alligator? Has the lake monster been some of the deaths? We don't know. But if we are to assume that it was indeed the alligator doing the killing and the lake monster is a little innocent who is just trying to live in a lake and this alligator is messing things up for it alligators would not need to eat that often yeah so yeah 
That's true. And then, and then also it's like we have two deaths. We have the missing scout leader. And then we have what's his face, the doctor guy who's actually like a park ranger, but he's also a doctor. Because they do maybe they could call him a doctor at one point. But then after that, it's like boom, 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 boom. We're just like death, 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 attack, attack, yeah. attack, attack. So yeah. And now yeah, it is need it to is eat like that. Lot. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, I try yep. to remember the pins that we put in things. So <laughs> I did. Uh episode 23, wet wired. Yeah. So we, this one, as we're recording, just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I just listened to it. I don't have anything to add. I think I said everything. And also, Yay Lone Gunman. They're great. Yeah. They do seem to be running a lot of conspiracies at once. The conspirators I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how they get into trouble, right? Because, you know, you've got I just don't, see a, I just don't see a through line between them. Like, I don't see the connection i mean i guess you could be having different separate t- i mean we know that like x has got his side gig with tony shalhoub right mm-hmm. and you know his dark matter powers mm-hmm. so i Which guess will probably could, never I, come back sadly but no they, pro- they, probably never come back it just seems like they're just like look conspiracies ooh, spooky like they're just throwing conspiracies at us because they're conspirators so yeah well uh, i mean you gotta have someone behind stuff and doing stuff and yeah i guess why not make it people we know this episode, I don't know. Maybe I'm just was in a weird mood because it's not like this is the first time this has happened, obviously. This episode really just made me think about the number of completely innocent people whose lives are ended or destroyed just because. Like, I don't know. I don't know why. You mean like in reality on TV in the X? Like, well, like in this episode, right? And it's like, well, why? Because you guys are running some conspiratorial like test run of something like you know the guy we meet in the beginning like he's killed five people one of them is his wife right Mm -hmm. and so like his life is over basically and then we have the mentioned previously like the babysitter who killed the two kids she was watching did she kill them or attack them i don't think it says that she killed them i I think well i I thought it was yeah i don't maybe he said attack maybe he didn't say she attacked so i don't know if she actually killed them but But yeah you're right still that would be traumatizing and obviously her life is probably over or at least on serious pause while she gets like psych evaluations yeah and then the lady who really likes tv and is married to a trucker and then you know, boom, she just killed her neighbor who was just like sleeping in his yard. So his life is over. Her life is who knows what. But I don't think that that's in terms of like heartless conspirators who are working for their own purposes and don't care how many people die. Like it doesn't feel wrong to me. Like, I don't think the cigarette smoking man cares how many people. No, die. I don't. I think it was just for some reason, this episode made me think about that. Yeah. Whereas normally we think about like, oh, they're evil and they're doing all this stuff. And like the like the people like oh that's just like this that's just what this TV show does like people have to die for us to like solve crimes like that like, there's got to be a crime to solve a crime I don't know I just I don't know maybe I was just emotional that day or something I don't know. I was yeah. just like wow there's like there's a lot of people's lives who are just like over or are ruined so yeah I don't know it's true it's a good point anyway yeah sorry. Don't be sorry. That's a fine observation. <laughs> I mean, you know, these people are just trying to live their lives and like the the casualty rate for something stupid, like can we control people via the TV? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be caught in those crosshairs. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know why. I, like I said, I don't know why, but this episode just made me think about that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway. So then we have the season finale episode yeah. 24. Talita Kumi. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a season finale. <laughs> it was. And it definitely left off on a cliffhanger, which it'll get resolved in season four. So we'll probably talk more about that in season four <laughs> what that sounds crazy yeah. yeah i don't know the only thing i mean i was underwhelmed by this episode i think it had some good ideas but it did seem to it's just uh, i know i get it if you're gonna if you're a new callbacks i don't know I, like where does callback versus retread like where's that line at i don't know yeah um, i mean i did like the the fact that the clones can heal that's interesting it does create like more of a narrative around like what's going on. Although it does create more questions too. Like why is that guy have the same name and is working for the social security company? That is what state? I don't like, understand. That doesn't seem like, like a very smart way to hide your, your secret mission. Yeah, If or you can shape shift, why would all the shapeshifters pick the exact same person like, if they were clones, I could get it. Like, you wouldn't have a choice, right? If you were just a straight-up clone, which is kind of like what we got with Colony Endgame. They seem the to grayers, be more like clones yeah. than shapeshifters. But if you could shapeshift, why would you all choose the same person and then do the same job and then use the same name? Like, the Social Security Administration is not going to notice that when their entire job is, like, to try to keep track of, like, identity theft i mean it's not their entire job but it's one of their bigger jobs especially nowadays they're not going to notice they have like umpteen number employees with the same name who all look the same in different cities they're not going to notice that what all scully has to do is like pull it up on a computer and it shows everybody's profile picture what yeah it's it's a little weird it definitely created some questions yeah and i guess i i don't know i mean yeah i mean that there's that that's just, that's just weird i don't understand that part why you like and also like pick one are we doing clones are we doing shapeshifters who just like to all look the same i don't know um you find I a look you want to stick with it clones so. who are part alien but can shapeshift but yeah it's confusing yeah The ice pick is kind of the MacGuffin of the episode, right? Mm -hmm. So what everybody's looking for. Mulder finds it in a lamp. Cigarette smoking man was apparently looking for it hidden in their cabin. What is it about the ice pick that makes them so special? Like, is it some kind of special metal or alloy? Like we are told like just a bullet won't work. And I, maybe that's way to imply the sniper didn't miss an end game. Like I kind of assumed like maybe he missed and that's why the assassin didn't die when they fell off the bridge mm. i even had the idea that maybe the sniper was in on it which he missed on purpose because he's part of the conspiracy but they're like you know but it won't work we got you got to use this tool it's the only way to kill him it's like it's just a ice pick that retracts like what's so special about it i don't understand wouldn't anything like that if you stuck it in the right spot work but it's like it seems to be like no only this works that's why we got to find it because you can't use a knife or an ice pick. Like, I don't get it. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if they ever explain why that one is so special. I don't know if they explain it either. But I mean, I'm guessing it must be something about the way it's made in the metal. Because it 
obviously if you could just make a stiletto like that and it could work against them, it wouldn't be this highly sought after valuable yeah. object. Cause before it just seemed like that was so. like an, maybe like an efficient way to do it, I guess it's like, boom, you get, you know, it's got to go deep enough. Like it's got to get into a certain spot. Like there's some little gland or something you got to pop that does it. So you got to know the right spot and that just happens to be the right length and gets in there and boom, does the job. Right. But then it's like, no, you can't, even a bullet won't work. It's got to be this tool. And it's like, well, why? Why does that have to be this tool? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's injecting yeah, something. We'll... It just seems like it's a stabby. No, it's not. So why would yeah. any stabby stabby work? I don't know. It's a good question. And I don't know if we'll ever. I mean, I mean, that's technically answer, why it's a MacGuffin, I guess, because it's never explained. So, okay. I didn't know if maybe they explain it in the next. I haven't watched the next episode yet. I know you have. So, yeah, I don't think they explain it in the next episode. They might explain it next season at some point. But if so, I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, also, I like to end on a crabby note. So I figured that was a good <laughs> crabby thing to end on. So. Well, let's talk about what other people thought. Oh, of this, this season. Super um, Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just going to I don't even have a lot for this, but like it does seem like season three is one of the most popular seasons. People really like mm-hmm. it. Like we discussed on IMDb, the highest rated episode of season three is Clyde Bruckman with a 9.3 average. Mm-hmm. so pretty solid out of 10 out of 10 yeah okay. and the lowest rated of season three is tesos dos Pichos, which uh, has a six okay. i don't even know how it got a six to be honest but it does so yeah well it's an average also <laughs> tesos dos Pichos appears on i couldn't find a lot of people just rating episodes from season three there were a couple but there were definitely a lot of like worst episodes of the x-files just mm-hmm. overall and Tessos dos Pichos appears on almost every single one of those lists so I just thought that was funny that everyone just hates that episode so much that of all 10 11 million seasons of the X-Files that episode is manages to make the list of worst episodes which is fair to be honest so I don't disagree okay I mean you slightly disagree because you think Jose Chung is a better episode than Clyde Bruckman well I don't disagree with Tessos dos Pichos being one of the worst oh, episodes okay. of the X-Files I do like Jose Chung's better. I think Clyde Bruckman, I don't know that I would say Jose Chung's is better if you were to pit it side by side with Clyde Bruckman in like an objective way, just like personally. I don't, and that's the thing. I don't think you can. Yeah, I mean, you can't. They're different. They're, you know, whatever theme he, and I don't disagree. I've also read that, that there is, he does have a theme that goes on that kind of focuses on isolation and that kind of thing which mm-hmm. you could see that in both of those episodes and in his other episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not so much in the War of Copper Fages, but a little bit maybe. But yeah, but like even if they both deal with isolation, they deal with it in such different ways that it's, you can't, you know. Yeah. You can't compare them side by side. No. I think Clyde Bruckman is just critically acclaimed in a way that maybe Jose Chung's isn't and it has won awards and stuff. So that one does get... yeah listed as one of the best overall although people really love jose chung's too so that one is not like people hate it or anything i mean some people probably do but yeah yeah there's that thing too that it's um it's easy to like things when you know other people like it so there's that too so something that gets critically acclaimed that easily can sway you like if you could like it but then it suddenly becomes the better of the two because it also has like critical stuff on it you know whatever yeah 
it's won Emmys and stuff. People, so. Yeah, people like to have people agree with them. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That said, I tried to look at that stuff was all over the place on the internet. Uh-huh. I did. I did see the internet movie database one. That one I thought was it was like you said the highest is nine point three and the lowest is six. And I'm like, really? Out of ten, there's nothing below six. Are you? Really? Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's like people who like the show rating the show, right? Exactly. It's not yeah. a random exactly. sample yeah. of random. And people. then like I looked at a couple of other lists. They were like all over. One person had like pusher like second highest on their list of episodes. I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to not look at the rest of your list. It's just it's all it's all over the place because people are individuals. We all like different things. Mm-hmm. So and Pusher is really popular too. People really like that one. I think because it's uh, people like irresistible. Weird. Too. And, yeah, it's uh, true. I mean, I mean, I like Pusher. I thought Pusher was good. I wasn't bored by it like you were. But bored and stupid. Anyway, um, <laughs> what? So with all that, these we've talked about this before. We our first two questions with each other is which one do you think is the most overrated episode and which one do you think is the most underrated episode? Those kind of rely on what other people think. And so I especially have no idea what other people think, usually because I don't care what other people yeah. think. Yeah. So I will say a lot of people really, really love War of the Coprophages. And I think that might be a little bit overrated just for okay. me personally, because I don't think it's I mean, like I said, I think it's very middle of the road. It does what it wants to do. It does what it sets out to do. It just maybe could have done it better. Well, I think we mentioned in that episode that even Darren Morgan's girlfriend at the time was like, what were you doing with this episode? So, <laughs> yeah, um... I mean, it's just that one I think maybe gets a little over it. And again, it's it's fun. I can see why people really like it. It just didn't work as well for me but I, I get the appeal it's not like i'm like what are you guys yeah. thinking i'm, I'm like, still i might need to go back and look at it at some point and reassess because like i said when i was just reading off our numbers i moved it up from a three to a four and in saying that i was kind of like four might be too low i might it might need to get like a five or something i don't know because it was i mean if i didn't know it was darren morgan i wonder how i would read it yeah, I wonder how much baggage I am bringing to it with <laughs> extra knowledge, and that is a thing. Sometimes you know extra stuff. If like if I if I went in blind and just watched it and didn't know anything, you know, would that affect how I feel about things? It probably would, mm-hmm. to greater and lesser degrees, depending on the episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then for underrated, I think probably the list because I don't see that one listed as one of the best episodes as much, but mm-hmm. I think the list is really good. So I think no, maybe it, it doesn't get as much love as it deserves. Yeah. I agree. What about you? One. What do you think is overrated and underrated? Well, I'll go backwards because I have three that I listed because again, I don't know what other people think because I kind of don't care what other people think. <laughs> so I'm going by what I assume knowing how people's minds seem to work with regarding the X-Files. I'm like, okay, knowing what they probably are liking, I'm going to say that, right? So that's kind of what I'm doing with I had The List, I had Avatar, and I had Obliette. And those okay. are all three episodes that I really liked. And yet I could see people not liking because it doesn't have all those things that when you go on the internet and look at what people are always talking about on the X-Files, it doesn't have any of those things. Yeah, I think Obliette is pretty highly regarded. I'm not entirely sure. And obviously, 
even what you hear doesn't speak for everyone. It's just kind of what you right. hear. Yeah. Um, I don't think Avatar is as, as well loved either. So that might that might be a good one for underrated. Yeah, that's because sure. they don't know about the succubus. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, mentioned, it's mentioned in the episode, but we never get like uh, she's a. Succubus. We don't get a clear it's, through line to that. Yeah, no, she is a succubus. If you mm-hmm. know that his wife is a succubus, everything makes sense. It explains everything. It explains him living in Vietnam. It explains why he knew to be at the hotel to shoot the bad guy. Right. It explains everything. Boom, succubus done. Mm-hmm. As far as overrated. I really don't know. I have no clue what I did mark. And again, this is funny because this goes into what we talked about with like our listenership and how people listen to the first part. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm tapping out the second one. I don't need to listen to the second part. It's fun. I don't need that. I think all the, I'm going to include Blessing Way and Paperclip as a two-parter just because if we're only talking about season three. Or right? you just, yeah, the myth arcs, right? Yeah. It's like the, the Blessing Way and Paperclip. Nisei in 731 and Piper Maru in Apocrypha. I think all of them are probably like, you know, these are our big conspiracy. We're building them, you know, the mythos. And I'm thinking they're all underwhelming in my opinion. So I think they are probably overrated. Mm. I don't know. I don't, it depends. A lot of people are like, oh, the mythos are what makes the X-Files the X-Files. And a lot of people are like, I don't want them. Just give me the Monster of the Week. You're a Monster of the Week person. I think I am too. I think the reason why I'm not into the myth arcs is because from what I've seen, they can't make up their mind what the myth arc is. <laughs> um, they they keep, keep changing it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to grow a little bit, but they do keep changing a lot of it's stuff. It's like a so. myth crooked line. It's not a I myth mean, arc. It's, and, you know, I think it's just going to keep getting <laughs> Although I do know. think season four really does sort of come together because, again, that stuff is all what happens in the movie. And so it just kind of. I think, yeah, but you're right. It does keep changing. And there is a lot of retconning going on to make things work the way they need them to work now versus what they needed in season two. I have a lot of stuff in my head that I'm trying not to bring up because it's really stuff that needs to be brought up in a season four wrap up Mm -hmm. just because like, I haven't watched all of season four yet, but again, with the stuff that I've been reading since they are freely just dropping those spoilers yeah save it for season four well I'm not... and not only that but also talking about a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that was going mm-hmm. on oh, during yeah, season yeah. four that i think i could mention here would make sense to mention here but i think really needs to go into a season four wrap yeah up i'm trying to i'm trying to bite my tongue yeah you're 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 giving me like this is where i would take off on that and i'm like nope not gonna take that bait yeah i'm gonna swim yeah. away and let it go yeah so uh, so we did our underrated and overrated kind of related to that, I guess, is the episode with the most potential to be better, which does not have to be the worst episode. Right. But the episode that you think if they had maybe tweaked a few things could have been way better than it was. So it might have gone like from a seven to a nine as right. opposed to like a three to a six or something. Right. So that's a tough one. I feel like grotesque. There could have been, I don't know how, like you said, I feel like it's missing something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Pusher maybe could have been a little better. <gasps> uh, that's not wrong. Okay. I mean, Teso dos Pichos, obviously. Well, Teso dos Pichos, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely had some potential. And they just, for whatever reason, they got off on some weird thing and they couldn't seem to get off that track that they were on and make it better. Yep. Should have so. listened to Kim Manners. Yeah, seriously. Yes, I should have. Yeah. I think maybe wet wired. 
Okay. The one too, because Wet Wired is pretty good, but there is Wet Wired is another one of those ones like where like there's something I kept again in the Wet Wired that was the one that just came out right, so it's in it's in the mind too. It's got so much in common with Blood that it seems almost like those two could be connected, even though like the modus operandi is slightly different. Mm-hmm. The outcome seems to be so similar like what the intended purpose would be if blood is indeed a conspiracy mm-hmm. that it almost seems like those two should be like maybe not merge but like it should almost be like a like oh remember that thing that happened here we're gonna we're gonna deal with it some more Woo! right which is something they kind of don't do except for mythark stuff things never usually get touched back on at least so far so so maybe wet wired okay yeah. Again, Wet Wire is one of those ones where it's not a bad episode, but like with some tweaks that maybe it could be much more or could allow for much more in the future, even, right? It yeah. Have to be yeah. a one off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Especially with that ending, right? That ending does lead into the next episode, but it's really like that. But the episode itself, like we, I kind of meant that could have been like all the stuff that happened in Blood could have been. And then we get that last scene sort of almost the same kind of idea right like it could have been any sort of like weirdness going on and then that last scene so yeah side characters is something we started talking about way back in season one yeah what have you got as far as side characters (laughs) well i mean agent pendrel is actually becoming a recurring character so that's good i'm excited Mm -hmm. about that I don't know. Like, I kind of, I think it's a shame that BD Wong's character in Hell Money was like not a good guy and obviously didn't live to the end. He was a little corrupt because he might have been fun to see come back, like in a future episode. Like, oh, I've got this other case in San Francisco. And I think that, I honestly think a lot of that's probably just too because of BD Wong. I think a lot of that's just you want to see the actor again, probably because they did a pretty good job in the role. Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, because he's a good actor and I like him. And Yeah. yeah, so that would be cool. Otherwise, like, I mean, I would love to see from Syzygy, Zarina. Oh, you're uh, you're the, you're the business lady. lady, the astrology businesswoman. Like she's yeah. a she's a businesswoman astrologist in her pantsuit and she pays her taxes on time and she really cares about getting paid for her job, which I appreciate With her Donna Pescal energy. Yeah, yeah. her Donna Pescal <laughs> energy. I think she would be cool. I don't know how you would get her back in, but maybe if they need to look up something else like. I don't know, but she was great, and I would love to see more of her. Yeah, and that, that is the thing we've talked about that before. Like that's one of the issues with the X Files. Any recurring character kind of needs to be FBI adjacent. Yes, because they travel so much that you're not going to always be going back to the same location, and therefore that person is not going to get seen again. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is that is because just logistically, there's no reason for them to cross paths. Yeah, which again. is probably why yeah. Pendrel, right? We've, we're getting Pendrel. It's like they, they probably realize like we need someone who, besides just like Mulder, Scully, and Skinner, we need someone. So let's, yeah, <laughs> someone they can go to. Um, like you said, we have Danny, but we never see yeah. Danny. I had a, do we know what Pendrel's first name is? 
I don't know, but I don't think he's Danny. It would be funny if he was Danny. If that he would was be hilarious Danny. if it that turns be... out that he's Danny. Yeah. And Mulder's like, oh, but Mulder meets him, though. But that'd be great if yeah, he never met know. him. And then at the end, you realized it was the same person. Scully's always going to Pendrel. He's always going to yeah. Danny, and it's the same person. Yeah, it's Daniel That would Pendrel. be great. Yeah. yeah. Daniel Pendrel, that's an awful name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't end with the LL. That's, that's rough. Uh, yeah. 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 So Pendrel gets a lot of love. I mean, we did talk about, although I don't know that's I don't know if it really counts as a recurring character, but he has like maybe like four appearances, maybe three. Chuck Burke, Charles Burks. Oh yeah, yeah, the guy from. Um... I honestly like we didn't see him. Well, we saw him this season, but not as Burke, right? Because he is mm-hmm. the medical examiner in War of the Copper Phages, but he's not the same character. Um, I honestly don't know that it, I would care if he never showed up again or not yeah that's interesting i mean maybe when he comes Um, back we'll be like oh yeah this was good that they brought him but you know yeah i I feel the same way we didn't get as much well-manicured man as i would have liked this season okay i still wonder if the godfather conspirator slash elder number one was filling in for him on nisei and 731 because maybe the actor wasn't available because that That's does possible. seem like more of his role. Yeah. Than the Godfather conspirator. So, yeah. Although then we do get the flashback where that is obviously supposed to be him. Yeah. So in Piper Maru, mm-hmm. the next one. Yeah. It just seemed like that, that, at least in those two episodes, it seemed like that should have been the well-manicured man. The next one totally could have been him. That would be fine. But. In those two, it seemed like it should have been the well-manicured man. And then the red-headed man. I wish the red-headed man didn't get killed off. Yeah. If we, so we talked about like maybe fusing the crew cut man and the alien assassin and making them. Yeah. If you wanted to keep the alien assassin, the alien assassin and the crew cut man separate, I would say make the crew cut man, the red-headed man. Go back and make him. I think he was a more because he is a more interesting character. The redheaded man is, and so obviously you can't go back in time and change that. But like if no. if we're if we're rewriting right, that's the whole point of this. Is that I would have preferred maybe for it to be have, have been him, who is the like human assassin, and then we have the alien assassin. Okay, gotcha. And either it's the same person or maybe it's a clone that they oh. use, like human clones they're using for assassins. Gotcha. Right? I mean, they got they they're into clones, so I just he's he's stylish and I like stylish villains. So, yeah. um, and then also imagine if Mulder confronts the redheaded man in the Red Museum, right? Because like we say, the redheaded man is all, would also have to be the guy from the Erlenmeyer flask, right? So we got the Erlenmeyer flask, and that's the guy who kidnaps Mulder, beats the crap out of him, right? Dumps him out of the van, and then in Red Museum, Mulder meets him, and it's the same dude, which. Mulder does meet the crew cut man in Red Museum and kind of, re- I guess, do they ever realize it's the same guy? I don't know. But imagine like he confronts him and the redheaded man is like, I've never even met you before. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it would be like a clone or something. Mm-hmm. So and then again, he shows up in 731 and Mulder meets him is like, whoa, what's <laughs> going on? So because then they could have killed him. Right. We talked about like that would be the one thing with Red Museum. It's like. Well, we would need to write it where, like, maybe like they turn back around and the body's gone, kind of thing. Right. right? So maybe he didn't disappear. But this one, he could be dead. Like he's dead, 
and then he shows up in 731 again too so it's like he's obviously like a clone or something like that is mm-hmm. going on so yeah. I think that would be cool yeah but yeah it would also be badass if at one point if we're keeping them separate like he is a like a clone assassin or just someone who can like resurrect or whatever right if at one point he kills the alien assassin or i don't know if there's more than one alien assassin i don't know yeah i don't either that but like if he was like stabby stabby boom like he got one of those MacGuffins and killed the alien assassin that would Mm -hmm. be cool so anyway especially if he did it in front of Mulder and maybe scully so she sees it so yeah could have one of those things like we got at the end of talita kumi where everyone shows up at once yeah and and everyone's all it's like a standoff and then he just like boom you know (laughs) <laughs> takes out the alien assassin because enemy of my enemy so yeah that'd be cool and then of course we always need more lone gunmen yeah i like the lone gunmen too yeah yeah always a they fan seem, of them they seem to i don't know they seem to show up at least more recently they seem to show up in lesser episodes like the episodes we don't like as much they seem to show up in those yeah we talked about that a little bit in Wet Wire. Like they showed up in Fearful Cemetery and was like, well, I didn't help Fearful Cemetery, right? That kind of thing. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. I don't, that's just, I don't know if that's just a story thing. We're not particularly fans of the Myth Arc and they tend to be more Myth Arc oriented. I do tend bit. to like the Myth Arc episodes, but, actually. I think you're maybe not a fan, but I tend oh, okay. to like them. Well, you always high. said you were a Monster of the Week. I person, am a Monster so. of the Week girl. I okay. prefer that. And I, prefer I guess that those in aren't any binary. Show, Liking one right? doesn't mean like, you just like the other. So you yeah, I, it, okay. I think I prefer, and because I prefer the weird and the wacky, and you can do weird and wacky on a Monster of the Week where you can't really do that if you're working on an overarching story that's lasting like 10 episodes or whatever. Okay. There. yeah it just seems like yeah i don't know it just seems like they show up in episodes that don't yeah, yeah they're, they're not in the episodes i like the most i guess is what i'm saying so all right well i think we're done nope with our wrap-up of see nope. C- oh we're not nope oh so shit, tori. I- <laughs> tori has notes okay Nope. Tori's got hidden One notes that I don't know about. One more thing. Whoa. So I just want to say, because oh, this is the end of Steve season Jobs three. Jobs in us with one more thing. Here we go. All right. This is the end of season three. Obviously, this is 1996. So mm-hmm. this summer in August in 1996, I will go to an X-Files convention in Bakersfield. And oh. it will be super, super fun. And we'll get to meet peter boyle and the cigarette smoking man and nick lee i should probably call the cigarette smoking man william b davis because he deserves his real name william b davis gives his speech it's a talk that i think he gave at every convention about how the cigarette smoking man is really the hero of the story and Mulder's actually the villain mm-hmm. and how he's trying to protect people and Mulder keeps coming in and trying to ruin all these things they've set up to keep people safe and protected or whatever it was very funny he was a very charming person he was very nice when we met him peter Boyle was very nice when we met him but i just want to say that because i will come back to season four which will premiere in september after i have to go back to school which boo i also think this is the year i started high school yeah yeah so I'll, I'll just like have to start freshman year and then come back to the x-files i will be so jazzed for season four because yeah obviously i just been to this convention it was so fun super into it season three was great and like so yeah that's where i'm coming into season four from the first time i watched it or that's where i was coming into season four from the first time i watched it obviously 
now. <laughs> it's been a long time since then. But I just wanted to point that out because just in our timeline, in my timeline of the X-Files, that was a big summer. It was a big summer for me. And we didn't know what was going to happen. It wasn't quite as bad as like, is Mulder dead in a train? It's more like the alien assassin is there. <gasps> What's going to happen? But, you know, it's still a cliffhanger. So we were excited for season four to start. Okay. Wow. So we're excited to talk about season four, which we will do. Right. Obviously not in this episode. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that Tori is not going to one more thing us. Nope. That's it. Thank you for listening to our season three wrap up and let us know what you thought of season three, what your favorite episodes are, which episodes you don't like and which ones you think are overrated or underrated. Or don't because I don't care. I care. Let me know. <laughs> you can hit me up. I'm the Twitter person. So if you, if you talk a, to our Twitter, actually, I'll be the one. Tori is the social media person, honestly. True. So, I mean, that gets in yeah. there sometimes and posts things. But for the most yeah, part, but if, if I you do, talk to it, it's yeah, me. I would say mostly if I do, it's usually as me. I'm sure when I do post as I want to rewatch or rewatch X-Files, you guys could probably tell. <laughs> I'm not as verbose as Tori <laughs> in, the, in the social medias, which is yeah. the exact opposite of how it goes in the podcast, I believe. So, yeah, balance. It's all about balance. So, anyway, we got to go. Talk to you guys later. There's going to be some funny, funny stuff, hopefully, coming up, because you guys know we do the bloopers at the end of the season, too. So, you guys got that coming up tomorrow i believe and then we'll start season four boom next Yay. week yay so excited gonna bring that just back from the x-files con energy yeah i don't really know what the hell i was doing in the summer of in the summer of 97 i moved to montana oh. know that much but in 96 i don't know what i was probably just suffering from capitalism anyway so yeah, yeah anyway gotta go bye love you <laughs> bye <laughs> just tell people you love them yeah i mean i guess life's short say it right say yeah. it i mean it i want to rewatch is hosted by tori and nick and recorded at black cat studios hashtag really just a bedroom closet that's right we made this and be sure to join us next time as we try to figure out if the, the truth, truth is, is still, still out there, there. roswell Roswell, Roswell.
Oh god, I love Blaine so much. Fuck that episode is so good. It's so good. I don't care. I heard someone say that that episode is overrated, which fair. I mean, a lot of people really love it. I could see feeling that way, but like, I just I don't care. I love it so much. I mean, I will say, if you were to say, so this is one thing I read recently was that not only was season three the best season of X Files, it was probably the best season of television ever. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. Let's calm down a little bit. That's, that's right. a little much. I mean, yeah. So I say this is say, a lifelong X Files fangirl. That's yeah. a little far. Yeah. So if you were to say like Jose Chunks from Outer Space is the best episode of television ever, I'd be like, you've lost your mind, right? But if you said it's the best X Files episode, I'd be like, fair. I'll, I'll yeah. grant you that. I, I might disagree, but I can see where I could totally. It's close. So yeah. yeah. So. I, mean, from what I think I could so put it in like my top 20 episodes of television ever, probably, but I don't know. That's a lot. There's a lot of TV in the you world. You watch a lot so of television, too. You I do a watch a lot of TV. You've got so. a way bigger frame of reference than I do for that. Yeah. So. I mean, there are. And again, it's hard to compare those things, too, because, like, you know, are we talking like episodes that are funny, episodes that are make you cry, like whatever, you know? So who even knows? Yeah. Yeah. 